my business to speak say away then sir said nigel edging his chair somewhat closer to the quicksand although i cannot conceive what business i have either with mine host or his daughter we will see that in the twinkling of a quart pot answered the gracious duke and first my lord you must not think to dance in a net before old jack hildebrard that has thrice your years or his head and was born like king richard with all his eye-teeth ready cut well sir go on said nigel why then my lord i presume to say that if you are as i believe you are that lord glenvarlock whom all the world talk of the scotch gallant that has spent all to a thin cloak and a light purse be not moved my lord it is so noised of you men call you the sparrowhawk who will fly at all i were it in the very park be not moved my lord i am ashamed sir replied glenvarlock that you should have power to move me by your insolence but beware and if you indeed guess who i am consider how long i may be able to endure your tone of insolent familiarity i crave pardon my lord said hildebrand with a sullen yet apologetic look i meant no harm in speaking my poor mind i know not what honour there may be in being familiar with your lordship but i judge there is little safety for lowestoff is laid up in lavender only for having shown you the way into alsatia and so what is to come of those who maintain you when you are here or whether they will get most honour or most trouble by doing so i leave with your lordship's better judgment i will bring no one into trouble on my account said lord glenvarlock i will leave whitefriars to-morrow nay by heaven i will leave it this day you will have more wit in your anger i trust said duke hildebrand listen first to what i have to say to you and if honest jack hildebrand put you not in the way of nicking them all may he never cast doublets or dull a greenhorn again and so my lord in plain words you must wop and win your words must be still plainer before i can understand them said nigel what the devil a gamester one who deals with the devil's bones and the doctor's and not understand pedlar's french nay then i must speak plain english and that's the simpleton's tongue speak then sir said nigel and i pray you be brief for i have little more time to bestow on you well then my lord to be brief as you and the lawyers call it i understand you have an estate in the north which changes masters for want of the redeeming ready i you start but you cannot dance in a net before me as i said before and so the king runs the frowning humour on you and the court vapours you the go-by and the prince scowls at you from under his cap and the favourite serves you out the puckered brow and the cold shoulder and the favourite's favourite to go no further sir interrupted nigel suppose all this true and what follows what follows returned duke hildebrand marry this follows that you will owe good deed as well as good will to him who shall put you in the way to walk with your beaver cocked in the presence and as an ye were earl of kildare bully the courtiers meet the prince's blighting look with a bold brow confront the favourite baffle his deputy and this is all well said nigel but how is it to be accomplished by making thee a prince of peru my lord of the northern latitudes propping thine old castle with ingots 
fertilizing thy failing fortunes with gold dust it shall but cost thee to put thy baron's coronet for a day or so on the brows of an old cadusa here the man's daughter of the house and thou art master of a mass of treasure thou shalt do all i have said for thee and what you would have me marry this old gentlewoman here the daughter of mine host said nigel surprised and angry yet unable to suppress some desire to laugh nay my lord i would have you marry fifty thousand good sterling pounds for that and better hath old trapboys hoarded and thou shalt do a deed of mercy in it to the old man who will lose his golden smelts in some worse way for now that he is well nigh past his day of work his day of payment is like to follow truly this is a most courteous offer said lord glenvarlock but may i pray of your candour most noble duke to tell me why you dispose of a ward of so much wealth on a stranger like me who may leave you to-morrow in sooth my lord said the duke that question smacks more of the wit of beaujeu's ordinary than any word i have yet heard your lordship speak and reason it is you should be answered touching my peers it is but necessary to say that mistress martha trapboys will none of them whether clerical or lake the captain hath asked her so hath the parson but she were none of them she looks higher than either and is to say truth a woman of sense and so forth too profound and of spirit something too high to put up with greasy buff or rusty prunella for ourselves we need but hint that we have a consort in the land of the living and what is more to purpose mrs martha knows it so as she will not lace her kersey hood save with a quality binding you my lord must be the man and must carry off fifty thousand decuses the spoils of five thousand bullies cutters and spendthrifts always deducting from the main sum some five thousand pounds for our princely advice and countenance without which as matters stand in alsatia you would find it hard to win the plate but as your wisdom considered sir replied glenvarlock how this wedlock can serve me in my present emergence as for that my lord said duke hildebrand if with forty or fifty thousand pounds in your pouch you cannot save yourself you will deserve to lose your head for your folly and your hand for being close-fisted but since your goodness has taken my matters into such serious consideration continued nigel who conceived there was no prudence in breaking with a man who in his way meant him favour rather than offence perhaps you may be able to tell me how my kindred would be likely to receive such a bride as you recommend to me touching that matter my lord i've always heard your countrymen knew as well as other folks on which side their bread was buttered and truly speaking from report i know no place where fifty thousand pounds fifty thousand pounds i say will make a woman more welcome than it is likely to do in your ancient kingdom and truly saving the slight twist in her shoulder mrs martha trapboys is a person of very awful and majestic appearance and may for aught i know become of better blood than any one wots of for old trapboys looks not over like to be her father and her mother was a generous liberal sort of a woman i am afraid answered nigel that chance is rather too vague to assure her a gracious reception into an honourable house why then my lord replied hildebrand i think it like she will be even with them for i will venture to say she has as much ill-nature as will make her a match for your whole clan that may inconvenience me a little replied nigel not a whit not a whit said the duke fertile in expedients if she should become rather intolerable which is not unlikely your honourable house which i presume to be a castle hath doubtless both turrets and dungeons and ye may 
bestow your bonny bride in either the one or the other and then you know you will be out of hearing of her tongue and she will be either above or below the contempt of your friends it is sagely counselled most equitable sir replied nigel and such restraint would be a fit meed for her folly that gave me any power over her you entertain the project then my lord said duke hildebrand i must turn it in my mind for twenty-four hours said nigel and i will pray you so to order matters that i be not further interrupted by any visitors we will utter an edict to secure your privacy said the duke and you do not think he added lowering his voice to a confidential whisper that ten thousand is too much to pay to the sovereign in name of wardship ten thousand said lord glenvarlock why you said five thousand but now aha art advised of that said the duke touching the side of his nose with his finger nay if you have marked me so closely you are thinking on the case more nearly than i believed till you trapped me well well we will not quarrel about the consideration as old trap boys would call it do you win and wear the dame it would be no hard matter with your face and figure and i will take care that no one interrupts you i will have an edict from the senate as soon as they meet for their meridian so saying duke hildebrand took his leave End of chapter twenty three